Hey everyone, and welcome to the latest episode in our month-long series of shows focused on Disneyland, park that we love, or resort that we love. Uh, this week, we are talking about tips from locals. So we've asked the local Disneyland experts to give us their best tips for getting the most out of your Disneyland vacation. And we've broken this up into three shows. And in this particular show, we're going to be talking specifically about attractions and some tips that you want to keep in mind uh, as you experience some of the different attractions at Disneyland. Before we get to that, just want to remind everybody that we are giving away a lot of prizes this month. We are giving away two five-day, four-night trips to Disneyland as part of our big celebration here uh, this month. Uh, we're also giving away lots of other little things, some gift cards, some some prizes, all sorts of fun stuff. If you want to find out what we're giving away and how you can be part of that, just head over to wdwinfo.com slash Disneyland and click on the link for contests and you'll find all the details there. Also, as part of this, we're releasing lots of video to support these shows that we're doing each week. And you can go check all of that out on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash disunplugged. And joining me at the table for this episode is our producer, Craig Williams. Hello. The host of the Disneyland edition of the Diz Unplugged, Mr. Tom Bell. Hey, folks. The host of Connecting with Walt and our resident historian and member of our Disneyland team, Mr. Michael Bowling. Hey there, hi there, how there. And of course, the president of the Diz and our senior webmaster, chief designer, uh, Mr. Corey Martin. I'm just happy to be here. We have to have a more a grander title for you. A grander title. Yeah, yeah. President of the Diz just doesn't. I like it. the commas. There are multiple commas. And uh, back in the nook, our associate producers. <laughs> oh, he's got that that look on his face. It's because I know uh, I was cutting to myself, so I wanted to. <laughs> Oliver Green and Michael Clavin. Hello. Hello. So, all right. In this in this episode, we're going to talk about uh, some tips uh, regarding attractions. We have six of them from our locals, and I am going to turn it over to you, Tom. Okay. Cool. Locals. Uh, all right. So, attractions. I uh, want to make sure you get the. Most out of your trip to Disneyland. Uh, some of these are about touring. Some about just fun things. So number six is the Finding Nemo submarine voyage and the Sleeping Beauty Castle walkthrough have special rooms off to the side for guests that can't manage the stairs. So if you're a guest that can't manage the stairs, you can go into these rooms and view a walkthrough of the attraction. But you don't have to be Someone who can't manage the stairs, anyone can experience these. Have you ever done them, Michael? Yes, yes, I've done them because Carol can't manage the stairs, and so they're and they're unique uh, in that it's not just the same same thing. Actually, if you one of the Sleeping Beauty DVDs, they have a walkthrough of, of right. uh, the castle. That's what this is. And it's as if you're entering a throne room for Sleeping Beauty, and and they have and it's beautifully themed and then they basically show that dvd um segment on there finding nemo is also again it's it's really nicely themed has some different effects and it does take you through the whole submarine voyage with again a a, a few a few nice little touches that you don't have on the submarine um ride itself so i don't feel you're totally missing out 
um, by like not riding on the submarine or walking through the castle, you still get a rich experience. Well, and it's much more comfortable too for people who are claustrophobic. Yeah, um, the castle walkthrough is very tight. It's tight. very tight, and like for me with Nemo submarines, I'm just right there and being able to fit into it because of my height. Uh, mm-hmm. My legs are usually pressing right up against the wall, so I, I do it just because I want to have the experience, but I'd be much more comfortable if I didn't have to squeeze down into those little subs. Mm-hmm. All right, number five. We talked about Indiana Jones being unique to the Disneyland Park. Throughout the queue, there are hieroglyphic-type things on the walls. You can get a decoder. So uh, sometimes they'll have them at the attraction, or you could Google while you're standing in line, find the decoder, and you can read what is on the walls in the Indiana Jones queue, which is kind of cool. Yeah, I had, and I did not know about that until this last this trip um, that we got those. I'm like, oh, wow, that's really cool. Yeah, and as long as they have the card, I mean, talk about a, a really cool free souvenir that you don't have to pay for at all. But, I mean, mine's at home sitting on my shelf right now. I just like displaying it because, again, I love Indiana Jones. It's my favorite attraction there. And where do you hear the words Disney and free in the same <laughs> sentence? <laughs> exactly. So this, this is something Disney doesn't have to do, and they do. I mean, they originally did this when there was a sponsor for the attraction, and there was a little advertising on it. And um, it's nice that they brought them back for this recently and um even though there's no sponsor for it any longer all right number four uh the monorail attraction at disneyland you can go and talk to the pilot and ask to ride in the front or the back of the monorail which is really cool and that's, i think we have a video right yeah we do we have a video that uh, is going up uh on our youtube channel of that but you know, uh, as uh, some people will know, that uh, being able to ride in the front of the monorail at Disney World has been st- uh, was stopped a few years ago after the really unfortunate accident that took the life of a Disney cast member. Um, so they've stopped allowing anybody uh, to ride up up in front, but they still do allow it out in out in Disneyland. And not just in the front, but as Tom mentioned, in the back, which we got a chance to do both. And that was, oh, it's just really, really, really cool. And it's a great way to see, kind of see the loop around downtown Disney, Grand Californian. Uh, you go through the Esplanade between the two, uh, between Disneyland Park and uh, Disney California Adventure, and then into Tomorrowland. It's really, uh, really something special. Now, is this something you should ask right when you get up there? I, 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 obviously, it's yeah. first come, first serve. But right. I mean, so. you may have to wait one loop yeah. if, there's if it's worth else it waiting. to you. Yeah. And an important thing to note is that um, if you try to get on the front at Downtown Disney Station, uh, they technically the person that's coming from Tomorrowland doesn't have to get off there. So you have a better chances if you try to get on at the Tomorrowland station in the front or the back because you don't have to get off. And so you can just ride it all the way around. So keep that in mind. If you're getting on at Downtown Disney, you might have to wait even longer. All right. Number three. Disneyland Resort still has what we'll call Legacy Fast Pass. I call it Legacy Fast Pass, yeah. Uh, the old so way. The old way. Uh, paper Fast Pass at this point. Um, it may change, but it will still be one Fast Pass at a time. Um, go get your Fast Pass. You have your window to return. Before you go to another attraction, 
get another fast pass. Uh, just maximize those fast passes. Well, just it depends on um, like how busy it is on specific days too. Like when we were there, one of the days I was able to get a fast pass, and it said like use at two o'clock. It, it at the bottom, it said like I could immediately get another one, which I thought was pretty mm-hmm. crazy. So it's it's nice like you got to pay attention to that small detail in writing. It's not like you got to wait, you know. Yeah, and just keep in mind which attractions actually do have fast pass. I mean, obviously, like Hyperspace Mountain has it and a lot of people go there and if you're not getting your fast passes early in the morning then uh, it could run out but uh so during the holidays when haunted mansion holidays running um haunted mansion does offer fast passes and sometimes that line will get to be about 30 to 60 minutes in the middle of the day but you can almost always pull a fast pass for it where you get in line like within the next half an hour for it so you can go off and do something else before then so just keep in mind which attractions have fast pass don't always think it's just going to be the key marquee attractions there and you know you can't underestimate the the popularity of that given you know uh magic bands and fast pass plus here in orlando you know have not been been received well by everybody by all the fans so the fact that that's an option and you can kind of go back to the days, kind of remember the days when we used to have Legacy Fast Pass here, it's kind of fun. And yeah, the, the strategies that worked for you in Orlando with the old Fast Pass system that so many people loved and now lament miss, uh, that they've lost it, those strategies still work out in out in Disneyland. Right. Exactly. Uh, and you also add to that single rider line, which I... I yeah, we have here, too. Yeah, yeah, here, too. But we have attractions at Disneyland as well that have single rider line. Use those. Use them. But one of the most important places, I think... I, I don't know if this is still true, but for a long time, one of the most important places to get a Fast Pass was for World of Color. Correct. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that's like the one... If you want to see World of Color and you're not doing a dining package, uh, you you really want to get... Yeah, that's not as as important now. Or not it doesn't sell out as quickly now. Uh, it's Radiator Springs Racers that yeah. sells out yeah. instantly. Yeah, within sometimes a couple of hours. Yeah. by by the ten eleven o'clock in the so morning. So Radiator Springs Racers is the Toy Story mania. Yes, uh, of yeah. our Toy Story mania does not have fast passes. It is which al- blows it me is, away. Yeah. It is yeah. always a forty, 40 minute, minute line, yeah. no matter what time of the day. It's interesting what you'll find out when you visit Disneyland is some attractions that are extremely popular in Disney World aren't as popular out here. Your Soren has your lines are astronomical hours. It does have a fast pass. The line's never more than twenty to thirty minutes usually, if that, um, at hours. So it, it's funny. Our, our Muppets 3D, which is now gone, never was popular, and um, so it, it's interesting. That's funny. Yeah. All right, number two, the goat trick. Um, yeah, explain this to me again because you've mentioned this a this, few times. This is just something fun to do on Big Thunder Mountain Railroad. If you do not like the teacups, do not try the goat I was trick. Like, is fun the right word for this trick? <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so on the second lift hill, right? Second lift hill. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Of Big Thunder Mountain Railroad, there's a goat at the top that's chewing on dynamite. And he's on the right side. He's on the right side. Keep your eye on the goat as you go up the mountain and around and down. And it just gives you this weird sense of disorientation. Yes. Because you're you're going down, you're turning, and meanwhile your eyes are still looking at the goat over your shoulder. 
It's really, really cool. And it does not work in Disney World, the Magic Kingdom, because your goat on the same turn is on the left side. You, of course, can get the same effect by getting in a car crash and having a concussion. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Ours is much more fun. (laughs) All right. Your number one tip, Tom. The number one tip. And this is this is similar. You would you would say this at at Disney World too, but it's really more prevalent at Disneyland Park. Get there at rope drop. Um, Disneyland Park and Disney California Adventure ninety something percent locals. Locals mm-hmm. sleep in. Locals go to work. If you can get there, the when the park opens, you can get so much done. Uh, it's it's just amazing, you know, to go one day, hit Cars Land early, get everything done before the locals get there. One day, go to Fantasyland, get everything done before the locals get there. It's just, you, you got to get up early. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we've gotten all of Fantasyland done in about an hour mm-hmm. when we've gotten there at rope drop and then headed immediately there. And sometimes what we've done is on the way, we've gotten our... Our fast pass for Space Mountain for later on in the day, and then yeah. for later in the day, or Star yeah. Tours when because that's also extraordinarily popular in <laughs> Disneyland, and then we head over to <coughs> Fantasyland and and get that done. Well, that's the thing, you know. Certainly, one thing to remember about Disneyland is that it's always crowded. Mm-hmm. The Disneyland Park is always crowded. I think California Adventure. Uh, it disperses the crowds better. It's a, it seems like a much larger space, a much larger area for people to maneuver. So it seems it, it a little wider less yeah, wider paths. Um, so that tip of getting there first thing in the morning, getting there for rope drop, is, is just a good idea in general. Mm-hmm. Because those parks, especially on the weekend, seem to start around Thursday. Thursday, it seems to get busy. Again, the locals, when the locals are off from work. You know, we say in Disney World... When the kids are out of school, the crowds are high. There, it's when the locals aren't at work. Mm-hmm. Um, you'll, you'll know when it's 5 o'clock on a Friday. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So those are uh, the locals' top six tips for attractions. Uh, the Finding Nemo Submarine Voyage and Sleeping Beauty Castle offer uh, alternate experiences. Uh, for those who can't manage stairs, uh, get a decoder card for the hieroglyphics in the Indiana Jones queue. Uh, asked to ride in either the front or the back of the monorail. They still have Legacy Fast Pass as number three. Number two, the Goat Trick on Big Thunder Mountain Railroad. And number one, get there at Rope Drop because locals sleep in. So that will do it for this episode of our show. We hope you enjoyed it. And we'll be back with you again next time with another edition of the Diz Unplugged. Thanks for being with us, everyone. And remember, go to Disneyland.